Well, let us come together uh, in worship. Sing to God, O kingdoms of the earth. Sing praises to the Lord. O rider in the heavens, the ancient heavens, listen. God sends out God's voice, the Lord's mighty voice. Ascribe power to God, whose majesty is over Israel and whose power is in the skies. Awesome is God in the sanctuary, the God of Israel. The Lord gives power and strength to God's people. Blessed be God. and too big to hide. We rejoice in your promise of mercy and forgiveness. Hear us as we name that which we no longer want to have dominion over us. Hear us and set us free. Let us pray together. Lord, you pray that your followers will be one as you and your father are one. And yet we divide into factions, demonize those with whom we disagree, and fail to show the world we are yours through our love of one another. We are to be your witnesses to the ends of the earth, revealing your mercy and enacting your compassion. Instead, we keep silent when we should speak and speak when we ought to remain silent. Forgive us for our failure to take risks for your sake. Grant us your grace and embolden us to share it forgiving others as we have been forgiven.
Amen. Friends, Christ himself restores, supports, strengthens, and establishes us. Believe the good news. Through Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Our prayer for illumination this morning. God, we cast our anxieties on you, knowing that you care for us. Send your spirit to open our hearts, settle our minds, and grant us discernment. May your living word come alive in us. Amen. Our scripture for this morning is John 17, 1 through 11. After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that the son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them, and they have received them and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, we got any kids with us this morning? Oh, I see. Oh, just one. Just one. Unmute. Unmute yourself. Good morning. How are you? Good. You all right? Is it a good day? Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, I have a question for you, and it's going to be a stumper. You won't know how to answer it, okay? All right. I'm going to do, I'm going to stop, I'm going to do something quick. What's different? Um, you're wearing a mask. Oh, really? I thought I, I thought you wouldn't be able to tell. You, you can tell that I'm wearing a mask. Yeah. 
Why do you think I'm wearing a mask? Um, silly. Well, because I don't want my cats to get get sick. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, I'm wearing the mask. When I go out, I wear the mask. Do you wear a mask when you go out? Um, no, because I just stay in the car. Ah, you stay in the car. Okay, that's a pretty good deal. Does mom put a mask on when she goes out? Yeah. Okay, okay. And how about the rest of you? Um, do you wear a mask if you go out? Do you wear a mask? Yeah, everybody, it looks like, is waving their hands and saying they wear a mask when they go out. Why do you think we wear a mask? Not spread coronavirus. Yeah, it has something to do with the coronavirus. Well, you know, if we listen to everybody in the world, we, we wear the mask so that we don't make other people sick. But I think we wear the mask because we want to keep everybody healthy. In, in many, in some ways, it's the same thing, but I'd rather concentrate on keeping people well. And so that's why I put a mask on when I go out, when I go to buy groceries, or once a week when I go up to the church to, to get stuff that's come in the mail and take care of things there, I wear a mask. And I wear the mask because Jesus tells us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And I wouldn't want to catch the coronavirus from anybody. So I make sure that I'm doing the most that I can possibly do to make sure no one gets any germs from me. Does that sound like a good thing? Yeah. 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 And that's why, that's why we as a church do that. And that's why we as a church are meeting and worshiping like this. In some ways, this is kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. But it's also kind of familiar now because we've done this for a few weeks, right? Two months and counting. I know, I know. Two months and counting, even more time. But we're doing it because we want people to be safe. And I think that's an important thing for us all to remember is that it's not about taking away our, our ability to do things, but it's keeping people safe. So let's, let's concentrate on keeping people safe in our church uh, so that they always know that they're loved. Let's have a prayer. Let's pray. God, thank you for teaching us to love you and to love everybody else. And when we love everybody else, to love them just the way we want to be loved. Help us to wear our masks and wash our hands and... Be mindful of all of the people around us at all times. Help us to share your love. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. It's me again. Shall we pray? Oh God, creator of heaven and earth, out of deep waters you brought us to birth. Blame us as children of wonder and worth, O God of deep flowing water. When I was a kid, 
growing up in Northern California, we had property. I think I've told you a little bit about that time of growing up. We lived out in the country. We had uh, we had a yard that uh, that included acreage in the back, um, and uh, we raised goats, and oftentimes would have uh, the new kid goats running around um, in the back. It was always so much fun. We had those Santa Rosa plum trees and Bartlett pears and Gravenstein apple trees, and all of that was in the backyard. And it was idyllic. It really was a great way to grow up, um, neat things to experience. And there were kids in the neighborhood, if you could call it a neighborhood. There were no sidewalks or anything like that. It was a dead-end road and, and things. But there was a lot of time that we spent just playing in the backyard, as we would call it. it the, whole, the whole thing was the backyard. A piece of property next to the house that had two fields in it uh, connected to the back where there were two acres. And we simply would play in that area, play with the animals. Times I'd take an old blanket or a sheet out and sit under the trees and read all afternoon long. It was just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Around our house, we had a number of eucalyptus trees, tall, wavy, that smell of eucalyptus leaves, wonderful, wonderful things. But we also had some storms that came through a couple of years in a row, and we lost a big, great number of those trees because the roots don't go down a lot, they go out. And so there was lots of work for my brother and my father, my older brother and father, to do in trimming down those uh, trunks and getting it ready to season for the fireplace. And one year, those trees came down in side property. And that was where we always let the kid goats run around. We'd bring the moms in so they could nurse, but that's where they ran around until they were old enough to be back in the other part of the property. And so those goats became our friends too, as we would play on the huge four foot, five foot round trunks of the trees that were down and running around. And there really is very little that's more joyful than watching kid goats jump around and climb on things and explore. It's great fun. And so we did it with them as well. And in fact, my front teeth when I was five years old were getting very loose. They weren't ready to come out yet, but they were getting really loose. And my younger brother helped them along um, one day as we played King of the Hill. And he was bound and determined that he was going to be king that time. And my two teeth came with that. But we would play King of the Hill and play with the goats and run around. And it was so much fun. It was such a delight to be able to do that. Playing King of the Hill. It was always a good game to play. Whether you were at camp or in the backyard or wherever, someone was always, always on top. Someone was always number one, I'm on top. 
And we learn those lessons really, really well. Someone has to win and someone has to lose. And we all, all of us want to win. From those junior high class elections that, oh my goodness, I never want to go back to that time. To being voted most likely to succeed. No, that wasn't me either. We all want to win. We all go through life racking up all of the titles and accolades and things that we possibly can. We work long, long hours, longer than probably we ever needed to, 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 to do the job that we have, only to be known as the best, the hardest worker, the overachiever, as some of us would point out. Fully aware of what Jesus says about prayer and the hypocrite. Thank God I'm not like those folks. I succeed. We find ourselves very alone when we do that. Alone and lonely, and that's not just lonely because we're sheltering in place. We're staying at home to care for one another. The alone turns us to things that aren't good for us to food and to drink, to sex and to, well, that's why there are seven deadly sins we know all about. The disciples even did this sort of thing. Jesus, Jesus, I got a favor to ask you. Can I sit at your right hand in heaven? What do you mean the first are going to be the last and the last are going to be first, Jesus? I just want to be first, first. Our passage begins today with words that should have made us question something. After Jesus spoke these words, And we have to ask, what words did he speak? What words did he speak before he began a prayer to God? A prayer of the acknowledgement of God, the prayer for the presence of God to be with the disciples, a prayer for unity. What were the words that Jesus spoke? He said, I am not alone. I, Jesus, am not alone. He told the disciples to be at peace. And third, he says, I have conquered the world. I'm not alone. Jesus acknowledges he isn't in this alone. He is at one with the Godhead, and together they have conquered the world. God, the Holy Spirit, and Christ conquering the world for us so that we might be at peace. 
this Sunday in the month of May oftentimes is Presbyterian Heritage Sunday. Um, the Presbyterian Historical Society will send out all sorts of things to churches, talk about history and, and all of that. And, uh, and that's good. But I think on a day like today, when we talk about a passage that asks us to be at peace and to be united with others, to be in unity with God and all of creation, I think it's appropriate for us to remember that as Presbyterians, there is nothing probably dearer to our heart than the ability to split from one another. We have done it for for generations, for generations. Presbyterians have been seeking, seeking out unity, while all the while splitting a little bit each time. We've split up more times than, well, the Presbyterian Historical Society does uh, um, a timeline of that. You could go to their website and see it. It kind of starts off here with a couple of things and then it branches to a few more. And then there's a few more that come into it and off and you need a magnifying glass to read this eight and a half by 11 piece of paper and to identify all the denominations. Just Google Presbyterian you know, denominations in America and you will be surprised at some of them that come up. For a long time, and I think still to this day, the battle has been over the head versus the heart. Old school, new school, new light, old light, the historic battles of the church have been whether we trust this or whether we trust this. And Christ says, just trust. Just trust. Trust that we are each trying to be faithful, trying to rely on that peace that Christ wants for us, desires for us, trying to be one and united with one another in a desire to know that we are not alone. God in Christ wants us to be united one with another, recognizing that God has already conquered the world. We're just still living in it. But we keep saying, well, but you have to do, and you have to believe, and you have to, you have to, you have to. And yes, I fully believe in taking a stand for justice and full inclusion in the life of the church for the people of God. But when we, we, so much, we forget to listen. To listen for the Spirit of God, reminding us that we are not alone. God already is number one. God is the king of the hill. And that we can be at peace. Jesus asks for us all to be protected by God. 
And next week will be Pentecost Sunday, where we celebrate that birthday of the church, the spirit being given to the people and fresh new wind being blown in among and within the people. The spirit of God, the comforter coming to us. As we anticipate the celebration of Pentecost, remembering with joy what happened on that day so many years ago, where God spoke to the people and they all heard it in their, in their own language, they all understood and realized that they were one. They were united together under God. Can we believe that, trust in that, and and quit trying to be number one in our world? Can we trust the one and trust that the one who has called us prays for us, asking God to unite us one with another, asking God to bring us together to be one with God in all of God's creation. That's our call this week. Thanks be to God. It's time for announcements and, um, and such. And we note that um, first off, uh, Making Connections Bible Study is not meeting tomorrow. Um, they are going to take the holiday day off, but they will be meeting on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, so if you want to be a part of Bible study, um, we, uh, the link is in the announcements, um, and you're invited to be a be a part of that. See uh, what they do. It is a it's a fun group of people. Uh, Tuesday morning, Presbyterian women are meeting. And um, because of the beauty of all that we are doing this way, um, you'll get to hear a special <laughs> message about the birthday offering. Um, and so that's a, that's a great thing. Um, I'm going back to gallery mode now so I can see hands if there are announcements um, that I have neglected. Mickey. Just a reminder that uh, Crop Walk, is uh, we're collecting until the end of this month. Betty is taking checks, or if somebody brings one here, I'm getting it to Betty. Um, so until the end of May, anything that you wish to do, either online yeah, or through the snail mail, um, just uh, get that to, to Betty. The checks are made out to, to CWS, Church World Service stands for, CWS crop. Um, and secondly, the blankets are being, uh, I'm never sure how to say it because you don't really get a blanket, uh, <laughs> but the blankets are being sponsored, let's put it that way, uh, all through the summer. So if you are so moved uh, and you think about the people who are affected by various disasters, both in our own area and around the country and the world. Um, the blankets are available, $10 for the lightweight, 15 for the heavyweight, and you can send that to me or come onto my porch with your donation. Wonderful. And 
and with the, the crop as well as the, the blankets and things, you can um, make sure you put HUPC in the Hamilton memo. Union in the um, memo so that we get credited for that. Great, other announcements? My seeing Anybody? Other view. Oh, how about the, the uh, I don't see Karen. Uh, Karen's right here. Yeah. Karen, you'll need to unmute yourself. Uh, no, I mean uh, Karen Unser. Sorry, Karen Williamson. Oh. Karen Williamson <laughs> has something for us. Oh, Karen okay. Brought, Karen Unser brought over a bunch of the decorated lunch bags. Wonderful. Uh, that was the other thing that I forgot to mention. Um, <clears throat> several people have brought decorated lunch bags. Uh, Betty Dietz, I think you still have some available if people don't have them. Yes? Yes, she does. It sounded like a yes, or it looked like a yes. Um, and uh, th just the decorated bags with a note inside of encouragement for the Albany Medical Center healthcare providers. And um, any money that you want, I have cash and I have some checks to send. The checks are made out to AMC Pastoral Care Department. Okay, great, thank you. Thank you. Karen Williamson. Um, just a quick about um, announcing and um, such. Right now, the website is not up to date. Mark and I are working on a considerable learning curve and learning how to do that. Um, I did manage to finally make a blog post, but the events and such are also not up to date. So if you want to check that online, please go to the Facebook page that is up to date. And hopefully, the technical challenges and uh, get the website updated. Wonderful. Very good. As I begin this offering prayer, uh, may I remind you that the church still needs your offerings. And uh, if you want to mail them in or if you do it electronically, uh, I, I've read in, about various churches around the country who are down on collections and I think well the people must not be tithing and remembering to send their offerings so that's that's a little reminder what could we return to God for the gift of eternal life what can we render to the Lord for the gift of salvation what would be pleasing to our creator redeemer and sustainer we offer nothing less than ourselves even as we return to God a portion of what God has entrusted to us. Freely we have received, freely let us give. And of course, we can't hold an offering plate out because we would be closer than six feet. So do what needs to be done. Let us pray. Gracious God, often our anxieties and fear overwhelm our desire to trust you. We give in to worry and suppress the Spirit's urging to be generous and open-hearted. 
But this morning in faith, we offer you these resources, knowing you will take them, bless them, multiply them, and use them to meet the world's needs. May this offering help ease the pain of those wondering if there really is enough for everyone. We thank you for the ability to participate in your life-giving work. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Dear friends, let us come to God in prayer. Loving God, knowing that Christ prays for us, we join our hearts and voices in his prayers for the world. We come before you seeking to ask the right questions, discern your answers, and do your will. We cast our anxieties on you, knowing you care for us. Merciful God, knowing that our ways are not your ways, we humble ourselves and ask for your guidance. As we struggle with how to navigate these turbulent and frightening times, we pray that you would help us to make choices that glorify you and demonstrate our love for our neighbors. Help us to look to the interests of others as we begin to venture from our homes again. Do not let us be a stumbling block, we pray, to the well-being of the vulnerable and weaker among us. 
gracious God, knowing that you refuse to leave us alone, that you run out to meet us when we make the slightest turn toward you, that you rejoice whenever a lost one is found. We pray for those in greatest need of your strength and courage. Comfort those who mourn. Bind up the brokenhearted. Feed the hungry. Set the captives free. Enliven us with your spirit so that we may be the light and salt we are called to be in your world. Almighty God, knowing that you can do abundantly more than we can ever hope or imagine, we are bold to ask you for the desires of our hearts. You know our deepest needs before we even name them. You send your son that we might have abundant life and our joy might be complete. Resting in your promises. We set aside our worry and open our mouths in praise. Help us to give thanks in all circumstances, confident that you hold us in the palm of your hand and will never let us go. Gracious God, knowing that there is no end to your goodness, we pray to do your will no matter where it takes us or what it requires of us. You give us the power of the Holy Spirit to be your witnesses to the ends of the earth. Free us from whatever prevents us from being welcoming, generous, and loving. Make us one in our service to our Savior Christ Jesus, who taught us to say when we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Go out into the world in peace. Have courage. Hold fast to what is good. Return no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the suffering, honor all people. Love and serve the Lord your God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of encouragement and endurance grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that together you may with one voice glorify God and the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. That's right. Unmute all. Christ is risen. Today, Pentecost, wear red or orange or yellow. It's the color of the season um, and a great fun day. Peace, peace, peace. Peace, peace. Worship has ended, our service begins. Yeah.